If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Colleen and I'm here with Jill. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Hey, Jill, how are you doing today? Hi, good. I can't wait to talk about today's topic. <laughs> well, stop. Hold on a second. Before we get into that, let me ask you a question because I'm curious sure. when I, when I was teaching, like when I go back to um, like my early years of teaching, I think I've told mm-hmm. you that we didn't even have, I didn't have email. We didn't like really, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> There are a lot of resources that exist now that simply did not exist when I started teaching. And so the concept of like a teacher's pay teacher's website, what? I know it's so foreign, but we're only mid-career. Like we're, we're kind of in the middle of the road. Like we're not, you know what I mean? Like if, if people don't know us and you said something like that, they think, oh man, they, they must, must be, be retiring old. soon. Like we're, like we're, we're only halfway. So, yeah. um, so that's wild to think of how far things have come because we could easily have a guest on here who's taught for 20 more years than you or I, and they would have even a b- broader perspective of how much technology has changed. Well, the funny thing is like even um, what we're going to talk about today is even something different than what existed two years ago and three years ago. I don't even think one year ago, Jill, when we started this podcast one year ago, we wouldn't have even been having this conversation. That's how quickly things are evolving. Yes. Yes. Right. So, Mm -hmm. okay. So let me go back. My question was, did you ever borrow content or purchase content from other teachers, like on a teacher's pay teacher's website. Did that exist when you were teaching? Um, it was beginning to exist, but I haven't taught. And I mean, I can count on one hand, like how long ago I was teaching. It wasn't that long ago. Maybe not one Mm -hmm. hand, two hands. Um, I shouldn't say one hand, two hands. So like eight years ago when I was full-time classroom teaching, Mm -hmm. no, you couldn't. Maybe you could. And I thought it was absurd. So I never did. (laughs) But... You, you know, like, I think it was new and, yeah. you know, people yep. were dabbling in it and it was as crazy as like Wikipedia of like, what, how oh do you figure gosh. out what's good and bad? Right. Yeah. So I remember from, and maybe, and I'm really stubborn too. I also, so I don't think I've admitted this, but when texting was new, just like in a social, like nothing to oh teach. But when texting on a phone was new, I was like, 
you guys, this is going to go away really fast because like it's so much harder to text than it is to just tell you something. So I was like the last person to buy a data plan or to uh, just for texting, not even internet, just to send a text message. (laughs) I was not on the bandwagon until maybe, I don't know, like a year later and everyone was really annoyed with me. So, okay. So this is important because I'm not an early adopter. I'm not like a tech early adopter. I'm not one of those people that's like, Ooh, the newest thing I got. I got to figure it out. I got to jump on that. Me neither. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. This topic, I totally am. So I cannot wait to talk about it. (laughs) Okay. So, okay. Let me give you some context here. So I was recently in a conversation online. So my colleague, Dr. Mike Boyle, I'm going to let's, we'll start with him and, and credit this to him. So we had this idea. He had all summer long, he had been playing with AI programs and he would have it you know, do some research for him and see if it could find topics or he would have it write an article for him or like he was just playing with stuff. He found this thing that created an avatar and was like talking as him. And like, because it was super creepy. And every time like I would have a meeting with him, he'd be like, okay, look at what I discovered on AI. It can do this. And I'm like, okay, that's super creepy. And it kept like adapting, like getting to know <laughs> his personality and getting to know, I'm like, this is yes, so creepy. I'm yes, just, yes. I'm so not on board with this. He's like, we need to talk to more educators and find out where people are at with this because it is evolving. It's Uh moving so quickly. So we did. So we recently engaged with a bunch of um, school leaders and diocesan leaders uh, around the country and had a conversation and, um, was we were able to find people who have well-defined policies where they started um, even in the middle of last school year. So, you know, before some, I think chat GPT dropped in Mm -hmm. November. It was yes, like, it did. You know, almost yes. a year ago, November. So can I tell you my when... context? Wait, let me right. give you a, a glimpse of my context. Yep, yep, yep. So I was, I was back into the high school a year ago. So last fall. And so last November, um, our heart technology specialist is amazing. His name is Jeff Bailey and he's on top of it. So beginning mm-hmm. in November, he was sprinkling emails to all teachers saying, take 10 minutes and read this article, take 10 minutes and try this thing. Yes. So they were evolving from like, last November through the summer to launch this school year with like hours and hours of playing as a whole staff about everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, we went into this fall with a lot of knowledge and a lot of conversation about it, but I think we're maybe one of the only schools who went that far. I shouldn't say that. I'm curious out in the teacher's lounge, handful, how many people are dabbled right? and how many people have not. Um, yep. Hopefully everyone has by now. Uh, I don't know, because like all fall, like as I've been going out to schools around the country uh, and asking, so what are your policies on AI and where are you with this? And so many people say, especially, especially elementary school people will say, uh, yeah, no, we're not, we're not there yet. Or um, the policy mm, is wow. don't use it. The policy is don't use it. Oh, I've no. heard that multiple times. <gasps> that can't, oh, no. you know, that that's not realistic, you know? So it, well, and that's not it, good. It, like, anyway, we'll get into that, but yeah. <laughs> but how do we use it as professionals and how do we put policies around it for students? So that's okay. So let's start there for this conversation because okay. I reached out to, I just happen to know because my son, I've talked about my son's school before here in Phoenix mm-hmm. is, um, Brophy college prep. 
and Brophy is the all boys Jesuit high school here in Phoenix, um, pretty large school. And the administration is usually on the cutting edge of, you know, whatever's happening. They're pretty forward thinking about things. Mm -hmm. And it was last year. So when my son was a junior, they had parent meetings and they were developing AI policies and they, you know, called us in and they were like, okay, this is, this is what it's developing. This is how we're handling it. We are learning how to use it as a faculty and we will be, you know, our policies will be evolving around it. So their policies are really rooted in academic integrity and in ethics. So it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, here's what you will do with AI. Here's what you won't, because really AI is changing week by week. So you've got to be really careful about the policies you're writing, but you can write about academic integrity and ethics. And that's always going to cover it, right? So so tell me more about, about where you are with that. So just on a, I think this could be anybody in any field. If you are a professional right now, you should be dabbling in this because with one click Mm -hmm. of um, like sign in using my Google account, um, it's going to start tracking my behaviors as I start to ask AI to write things for me. Now, and I'm a writer by trade, Colleen, you are too. Like we are writers. I love the written word. I love drafting things. So, and maybe it's my love of language that makes me less scared of this technology. However, it's been fascinating. So I sat with my board most recently to show them kind of what I've been dabbling in. You know, the first draft of a donor letter, like write a letter asking recent graduates to give back to their Catholic high school. And it gives me a first draft. It's not it's not brilliant. It's not going to become the thing I sent, but it's my first draft. Or write a job description for a director of technology or for a director of advancement in a Catholic high school in the Midwest. Like if you give it more information, it's going to write something better. And I'll tell you, my my job posting for uh, director of advancement was pretty close to what AI came up with. And and I said, well, what are your sources for this, this, and this? And I, I mean, I was asking enough questions and changing things as I went and it redrafted and redrafted and redrafted with me. Um, and then I'd say, well, write it again for a younger audience, write it again for retirees, write it again for this and that. So it's like using, using the words to come up with things that are going to help me be more efficient with my time. Um, so what's crazy. And so it's crazy when you translate that into classrooms, but for us to think that kids shouldn't use this is wild to me because I just gifted myself like 10 hours of work time this week on something that really didn't matter if it came from my voice. It just had to get done. Okay, Jill, I'm just going to have to stop you there. And, um, We're going to have to wrap up because that was the bell and we will just continue this on another episode. So come back and join us again. Thanks for the energy boost as we love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. We will see you next time. 